you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast, episode 67, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, Yarvis yanked his ankle at yoga, and Yolanda yelled out in surprise, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is my co-host... A very curious Anthos. <laughs> I wanted to do an alliteration, so I searched him up, and I found that one, and I was like, what is this? Uh, what is this? So I just wrote it, and I was like, I wonder if I can say that. Well, you did it. Great. It was perfect. <laughs> I tried. I uh, practiced. Took a few nights rehearsing, but I got it. You piqued my interest with all of your yees. Yolandas. Your yo sounds. <laughs> Who's Yarvis? I don't know. Yarvis <laughs> is such a funny name. Yolanda and Yarvis. <laughs> well, I know, I know a Yolanda. I've never heard of a Yarvis. Yeah. I thought maybe it was kind of like, you know, when uh, um, J... Well, I guess it's an H. Like a J sound Oh yeah. in like Jose. Spanish is a... Yeah, Jose. Yeah. So I thought maybe this is like, it's like a silent Q. It's a Y or something. Anthos, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm doing as well. I'm I'm yeah. definitely doing, you know. I got a new puppy. I officially you got my did. new puppy. Papua. And she's so cute. Little Kova has been introduced into the Scumbar family. Yes. <laughs> and and one day she's going to be barking on this podcast with I'm us. I'm sure she will. In fact, you may hear her whining in the background because my fiance is trying to trait uh, trait crane her. <laughs> trait crane. <laughs> uh, crate train her a little bit and um you know, we're she's pretty much training us at this point a little bit. We uh, our our whole bed is out in the living room and it's next to her dog bed. <laughs> so <laughs> we're sleeping out there with her right now, but she's needing to learn a little bit of independence and she's getting a little zany so we're trying to put her in her crate and just give her timeouts sometimes but she howls mm. blue healer so well she's actually a red healer but she's a healer so she does a lot of howling howl. it's always good to have a healer around it is yeah 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 my when fiance's dad journey? came by and he had a bad foot and she started licking the foot and he's like i'm healed <laughs> oh great oh perfect yeah you don't have to use items you could just use it's great use yeah her. just buy a little mobile healer and you're good to go yeah perfect <laughs> what's new with you anthos uh what is new with oh you know what okay so i have become recently extremely obsessed with korean dramas korean dramas i never never (laughs) thought that i would because like i feel like we're kind of past the point where all of a sudden k pop or um korean pop culture yeah uh peaked already like in north america like i'm not saying that it has fizzled down like it's still pretty strong but it's like i'm (laughs) I'm like a very late adopter to this scene, <laughs> but I am enjoying it so much. So I, and so far it's really just watching what's on Netflix. I haven't really gotten, I haven't dived into Ooh, other stuff. What's but, a Korean drama on Netflix? Uh, so two that my wife and I finished watching. One is called Crash Landing on You. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Nice. And the other one is Itaewon Class. E-T-A-E. Yeah. I-T-A-E-W-O-N Class. And are these both subtitles? 
Uh, they have subtitles. Sorry, are yeah. these both uh, shows with <laughs> subtitles? Is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, well, I think on Netflix you have the option for a lot of shows like which language you want to yes. see it in or hear it in. But yeah, so these ones, it's in, it's spoken in Korean and it has English subtitles. Okay. I didn't check what other variations they have. Uh, we also started watching Hospital Playlist. So all these shows are completely different from each other. But um, I think they're they just they're the kind of shows that I just like to watch i can resonate with and i can i can um i can sympathize with the characters or they're maybe just things that i like mm. seeing in characters because they're not necessarily what i'm used to watching in american shows right um they're they're quite different like uh, the acting is different the the quirkiness is different and the um obviously like the dialogue is completely different and i don't know if it's because it could just be the the translation that comes out of it like it's not quite accurate but they could just be their language like that's just how they speak hmm. um and uh and yeah some of the cheesiness is uh I, or maybe i don't know if it's cheesy to them but it's cheesy to me only because that's what i i would say that's cheesy in an american show right but maybe in this context it's not so much so um anyway yeah either, either way i've i've really enjoyed what i've been watching uh itaewon class especially uh i won't talk too much about it but i really liked it because I find that it shares some overlapping concepts with what I really like about the anime One Piece. Oh, okay. Um, and and it, really, what I like about it is that uh, it's the characters stick to like their principles. They're very unwavering, and they inspire others uh, because of that. Hmm. So I, I won't say anything more. Um, give it a shot. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody, but if you like it, you like it, and that's cool. I'm looking at images online. It definitely looks interesting. So I'll check it out. There's no harm in checking it out. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, before we get into anything, uh, Anthos, would you like to hear a pirate joke? Usually. Usually. All right. Well, let's let's yeah. go with this one then. What's the worst thing about dating a pirate? Uh, they're scurvy. Uh, <laughs> they're scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know what. You don't know if he's winking at other woman, women, or just blinking. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Every, every single pirate has, Might a, be has winking. an eye patch. Might be blinking. Cool. That's the worst thing about dating a pirate. <laughs> I think there could be some worse. There things, could but... be. Yeah. Well, let's right. let's let's do something we haven't done in like four weeks now. Let's go into ye old news. Ye old news. Uh, let me just start it nice. by saying, if anybody doesn't know, the ye old news of the Scumbar podcast is that we've int- uh, recently introduced a whole new segment of the Scumbar podcast called the Marvel Movie Marathon, and uh, that's taken up a little bit of our time. So we're we're doing less of our Scumbar podcast episodes. So they're they're going to be bi-weekly while we have this Marvel Movie Marathon going off in the background. So um, because of that. Uh, we have quite a bit of news actually uh, talking about that we're just kind of trying to go through here and sorting out on our side um, but we also took a tiny one week break because we were trying to set up for that marathon but everything should be going back to normal from now on uh, but bi-weekly for these episodes mm-hmm. so sorry but thanks for your patience <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you enjoy the movie marathon segment it's it's uh, pretty fun so far we just finished the Incredible yeah. Hulk and uh, we're moving on to Iron Man 2 so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to how the rest of that goes on. It's, Me too. Uh, it, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not unlike anything we, we normally do. It's just now that we have a structure to it. Yeah. And so there's the expectations are still there, but I think we... It's just fun. We get more chance to go through like and analyze and... Yeah, and yeah really go stuff, in depth. We, yeah. Yeah, sometimes we hold back, right? But, yeah. But yeah, it's nice. It's fun. I like it. 
And uh, I'm sure you've got lots of news you want to go through, so why don't we switch on to something else? As in not news? No, something. Some other news you've got. <laughs> sure, okay, so um, uh, this is a little bit old news, and it is about Taika Waititi that he is going to direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film. Oh, I didn't know so this. So it's not confirmed which story it'll be based on, and it, I don't think they've confirmed exactly when it's going to take place. Um, sorry, uh, as in when they're going to release the movie, but um, I think this was... Uh, I think there's some some conjecture about... Or, sorry, some, some rumors about some of the past movies that Kevin Feige presented a little bit while back. Right. Um, and uh, I guess people are not quite sure if one of the movies that he presented will be the one that Taika Waititi takes on, mm. but we'll see. And I think um, it's not the first time that Waititi, or Waititi has been a part of some Star Wars-related thing, because he... I know that he... Did he direct? I think he directed the last episode, the season finale of The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Um, so he has some... He's had a, had a chance to touch on um, the Star Wars universe already, so... But I, I like what he does. I like Jojo Rabbit. It was fun. I definitely like Thor Ragnarok. I can't remember what else he's been a part of in uh, the MCU, but I, I, I'm i looking forward to see what, what comes out of that for him in Star Wars. That could be cool. If anyone could do it, it could be him. And this is one of the hardest things a Star Wars movie could ever be. Or this would be the hardest Star Wars movie to ever sell. But if anybody could do it, it would be him. A Jar Jar Binks movie. <laughs> I feel like he should do it. <laughs> yeah. It would be so hard, and you know from the title, everyone would go like, why am I watching this? But also, if you get people on it because it's good, they're all going to be like, I can't believe it, but it's amazing, you know? It would be <laughs> such a good like way to resurgence with this whole, like, we hate Jar Jar Binks thing into, like, now he's a great character. Yeah. I feel and like then, he can uh, do it. Yeah, and Taika would have to play the part of Jar Jar. Probably. I bet you Jar Jar would have, like, a cousin, and he would play his cousin. Watch this happen. Watch this happen in, like, a year. We're gonna be like, <laughs> we called it, like... He's uh, gonna be tie tie Wink. <laughs> Ooh, and he flies a tie fighter? Ooh. While winking at people? <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to something else. Uh, I was going to just talk about how Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenant movie was going to be mm. waiting for theaters to reopen to at least 80%. You were going to talk about it, but you're not going to talk about it anymore? Well, I was going to say that they were going <laughs> to release uh, when theaters were like 80% open around the world. Um, but mm. then the trailer came out. So now I'm talking about, hey, the Tenant's got a trailer. <laughs> and you can watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think they have. It's their second trailer. I think yeah, this right. was like a full trailer, though, like uh, really showing the movie. Um, right. Seemed interesting. I'm not the biggest Christopher Nolan fan. I think he's a little bit larger than life sometimes. But uh, mm. this was interesting, and I I'll check it out. The biggest surprise for me was Robert Pattinson and like acting. Like he's a oh, good yeah. actor. Yeah. I think I'm starting to realize that really late. I think people said he was a good actor a long time ago, and I just never believed it. But like pre, during, or post Twilight? I think post Twilight. Well, no, I think okay. during Twilight maybe even people were like, yeah, he's a good actor. But I was like, I don't see it. I don't think he is at all. But now okay. I look at him and I, I, we were, my fiance and I were rewatching Goblet of Fire recently and I was like, mm -hmm. he's really good in this movie. Like, I don't know if yeah. maybe I'm changing. I have no idea, but I just thought he was really good in that movie. And then I've seen commercials or trailers, I should say, for uh, The Lighthouse. And then now seeing the trailer for Tenant, I'm like, geez, he's got a lot of range that I wasn't expecting. And I'm also excited for him to play Batman, obviously. Batman. So yeah. I, I'm, I just, I think this is good. This is a good thing. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I liked I liked the little bits of him I saw in the the tenant trailer. I thought that was cool. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I don't know if I'm necessarily specifically a Christopher Nolan fan, but something about this movie just feels very Inception-esque. Yes. And I enjoyed watching that movie, and so that makes me want to watch this. I think it's guaranteed with Christopher Nolan you can go to the theater and have a good experience, regardless. So, yeah, I like that. I mean, he's very good at making a blockbuster film, so mm-hmm. I'll definitely give yeah, him that. I'm not going to say he's a bad director. I just I do think sometimes his stuff is taken a little bit too far uh, by fans. <laughs> Okay. That being said, though, it's always fun to watch. And Interstellar made absolutely no sense to me. But it was a fun movie, for sure. It just made no mm. sense to me. Right. But, uh... <laughs> um, so... That was fun. That's my news. What else you got? Um, okay, I got a couple things. So, one, um, uh, a little bit of sad news, but uh, it's still kind of relevant to what we normally talk about. So, the God of War motion capture... Mo- motion caption... Mocap. So, the mocap actor... Uh, who was also a former WWE superstar named Shad Gaspard, um, passed away. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I think that's also a little bit of uh, older news, but um, it's 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 pretty tragic, actually. Like, he was... Uh, so he was swimming with his son, and then they got caught in a riptide, um, and he saved his son, but I guess, like, just just after saving his son, the riptide, like, pulled him back in and swept him away. Um, and then, uh, and I think they found his body uh, sometime after. So oh. it's pretty sad, but I guess it's tragic. But at the same time, um, what a what a great dad! Yeah, he <laughs> like, died doing something very heroic. That is a very heroic, very so. noble story, but also a very sad death. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry to hear that for uh, for his family, but um, but I think that I, f- I feel like maybe he just he leaves a. Uh, just with the little I know about him, that that's a pretty good legacy. Just somebody who inspires people through uh, the work he does in in wrestling. Because I know like people can really, really, really cling on to wrestlers and and enjoy. Yeah. Well, they're role uh, models. The... Exactly. Yeah. The, well, that's exactly what they are. Yeah. Right? Um, they. <clears throat> I also remember. Sorry, side note, but I remember hearing some UFC speakers talk or UFC fighters speak about wrestlers and saying like, you know, they. The UFC fighters they they train to like fight each other like hand to hand and they're really taking hits and stuff like that but but they give props to the wrestlers because the wrestlers it's not just their showmanship but they also go through like it's not it's not all fake right the story sure is fake um, but the the pain and the um, the physicality everything that they go through that is real right like it's really it's really a person that is falling like two stories from like the top of a cage onto the wrestling mat right yeah. so it's um it's it's a very it's a very real thing and people can really cling on to and be inspired by those kind of people by by wrestlers um and uh, i i think god of war itself also has like a good following people really enjoy the franchise um and yeah and he did a great thing as a father saving his son in that moment in that moment so so yeah yeah um uh, good for him. On, a, on a lighter note uh, there was some more gameplay shown off of the open world of Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. So yeah, I don't, the, uh, I don't know this game much. I just saw the E3 demo back in like 2017, I think. 2018 yeah, or maybe even before. Yeah, that. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was. Uh, it looked interesting enough. I was kind of cool with it. It was, it was an interesting direction, but it was like, yeah, the game was so far off that I, I wasn't that intrigued because I was like, it'll be a long time for this game releases, and it's most likely going to be a launch title for PS5, anyways. But now it looks like it is going to be a late PS4 game with like a re-release on PS5, I think. 
Yeah, so I felt the same when I when I saw that back in E3, like, however long ago. I wasn't as intrigued. Like, I thought, okay, that looks kind of cool, and gameplay looks all right. Yeah. Not the kind of thing, excuse me, not the kind of thing that I'm necessarily into. But now, seeing what they've developed up until this point, um, the like, the environment just looks so beautiful. And the uh, what I thought was kind of cool in the gameplay is uh, switching the different kind of, like, samurai stances. It's almost oh, like... Yeah. It's almost like elements kind of like the avatar where you've got um at least you could see that he's got the stone stance and the water stance so he's probably got some sort of like wind and, and fire stance right yeah there. um it's cool you're getting to switch between those in the middle of combat and uh um for some reason they they showed off like the article itself uh, i think it was on kotaku yeah it's kotaku and the title is new ghost of tsushima gameplay shows off open world exploration comma fox petting so <laughs> you you eventually run and follow this fox and then you can catch up to it and, and pet it so hey, cute i'm all for um, petting animals in games that's, that's <laughs> totally fine by me it's therapy but yeah uh it looks really good i'm i'm super intrigued now and i'm a little bit disappointed that i didn't pre-order it back before but them's the breaks them's be those breaks those yeah sushima breaks yeah Exactly. Ghost of Sashimi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not the first person to make that joke, but that's now what I'm calling that game. Um, speaking of games, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater getting uh, HD re-release now? The original Tony Hawk's Ooh. Pro Skater uh, 1 and 2 are getting HD re-release on PS4. Oh, cool. Yeah, I used to love those games, man. Me too. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I just yeah, really that was did. just a time of classic video games when sports games were really popular. Like, Cool Borders was big. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was big. Like, everyone would love playing those games and just grinding on rails and uh, playing multiplayer. There was, like, horse. You would play multiplayer with friends and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, match the combo. Yeah. yeah. And in the Tony Hawk games, you have to collect uh, VHS tapes, I believe. It was like oh, cool. real tapes and stuff. Anyway, so you do all that in the remake too. So it's uh, I saw some of the video footage and it looks looks pretty decent. Yeah, I I probably won't play it because it's all kind of just nostalgia. But I did yeah. used to play the first and second one a lot. So I think I was there a third one. There is a third um, and fourth and then underground and then I don't remember after okay. that. Okay, um, so whichever one is the one that came on a GameCube is the one that I played. I think fourth. Oh, GameCube. Third, fourth, underground. I don't remember. Tony but Hawk. they also had Tony a Hawk's secret... Pro Skater Three. Oh yeah, yeah they had a secret one. character for uh, all the different consoles too. So on PC oh. they had like the Doom Marine was in there. Um, on PlayStation oh, cool. I believe they had Spider Man. Uh, I don't know who they have for like Xbox, but there was one of them had Wolverine in it. The Darth Maul was in one. <laughs> what? Yeah, they had all these secret characters in all of them. It was kind of fun. I don't know who GameCube had. Uh, unlockable characters. Box. secret Game character Game. oh one of them had the neversoft eye was a character neversoft eye. yeah the, the the eyeball itself uh, um this reminds me did you ever play the game 1080 snowboarding uh no i didn't okay, i've, so I've, I've seen it on... before but i never played it no okay so yeah i played that on n64 and for most of the characters you choose between they're actual humans but then you could eventually choose some sort of like weird panda or something or, or you can choose like this weird silver crystal person with like a crystal snowboard it's just funny that the kind of stuff that they used to implement in the game oh. is just to make it a little bit more fun GameCube. um actually so i'm looking at the gamecube one right now it does look like you got darth maul uh wolverine <gasps> and the neversoft eyeball all three of them were in that game man yeah they were CK characters jeez oh. yep <laughs> oh that's so i didn't cool. realize darth maul and wolverine were in the same title that seems weird to me but yeah apparently 
I gotta see what that looks like. Yeah, I used to play as Wolverine a lot. I remember that. That was fun. There's a cruise ship level one. We play, play that Wolverine. one and go in the half pipes all the time. Wolverine, Tony Hawk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, Darth Maul. I know. Oh, that's even cooler. Oh, man. And then the Doom Marine one was on the PC version, I believe. It's just funny that, like, Darth Maul still has his lightsaber. Like, I know. He, he has to be holding it, and, like, it's he's dual wielding, too. Yeah. And he... Oh, you can get combos for sa for spinning the saber. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, anyway, yeah. No uh, problem. Any, any more news on your end? Uh, I got a little bit more. Uh, I think you've also got this one, the Unreal Engine 5 release. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, I don't have too much to say about it, but I watched the video and the graphics look good. <laughs> it does, but I, I'm, I don't know if it's, like, my monitor or just my eyes are not trained enough, but, like... I guess it's a little bit like it looks obviously really good. I'm just not sure if I'm if I'm attaining or up uh, if I'm understanding or taking in exactly what I'm supposed to be getting from it. Like, is is the purpose of it to show like realism? I don't know. T to me, the graphics look about the same as PlayStation Four games or Xbox One games at this moment. Um, what I think they're trying to explain is that they're able to have those that amount of graphic fidelity on even like smaller images. Um, so they were able to have like, uh, uh, like an, not an avalanche, but like a rock tumble kind of thing happen. Um, yeah. and they were saying every rock itself had like even the, the tiniest particles of it, the polygons that were creating those rocks were all with that same graphics fidelity as like the main character, which is something that games don't do. They normally try to blend in mm. and smooth out those graphics. Um, yeah, he says something like each, each particle has like a million triangles right. or something like but, that. But I mean, that yeah. is also just kind of tech demo talk. Like, I don't know how much that really matters and how much games will utilize that. The other thing mm -hmm. is, is that I think they, they spent a lot of time working with the Unreal Engine to make it so the film products can be used in the video game world. Much as we, we talked about with Mandalorian, how Mandalorian uses virtual environments to create the Mandalorian scenes. So it's all kind of mm -hmm. green screen with 3D environments and filmed in a 3D thing that's not there. It's kind of a video game environment around actors. Well, I think this is trying, trying to say we're using those environments, but now for your game as well. Which is really interesting if they could pull that off, but I feel like you would need processing power like crazy to actually get like Mandalorian-like levels in a video game. Is that yeah. I don't know that even like the modern PCs today I feel like would struggle with that, but consoles like I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see. I think technology itself, like I mean, parts for like PC parts and and the consoles, they're coming out with better technology than than the current generations, but yeah we just have to see like how that's going to be handled especially with whatever games that they uh that developers try to make to utilize the engine yeah so yeah yeah uh and what else you got uh I, oh that's it for me oh. for news okay yeah that's it for me too then uh, we're all good on news then uh all right Anthos, why don't you take it away with your topic number one all right so i don't think it's just BC at this point. Actually, in fact, I've, I'm sure a lot of other um, places around the world have already started transitioning back towards mm. uh, some form of normal. Yeah. Currently, we are in phase two, um, and so that means for us, we uh, there are restaurants allowed to open uh, at half capacity, just and with uh, specific hygiene and um, and cleanliness regulations. Um, I believe barbers are opened up now. Um, non-essential um, non-essential like hospital 
uh, and doctor visits and stuff like that are available now. So, so basically slowly bringing things back into place, but at the same time, the restrictions are still there or the suggestions to distance yourself and wear a mask, right. wear gloves if you can, not just, not for protecting yourself, but for, but to protect other people, mm. um, uh, washing your hands and sanitizing all that kind of stuff. So, um, I guess, like, I'm curious to see or, or to, to think about what transitioning back to normal actually looks like. Um, and so, like, all the things that I just listed now are really the uh, more of, like, the non, non-individual non aspects, non, non-personal stuff. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but, you know, these are the regulations that the government has um, placed onto um, activities or, or leisure stuff or... Or what you know, the things that people would have to normally go out for, right? right. So, including like going for groceries. Like everything has some sort of regulation. Yeah. Um, and so, um, as we're transitioning back, phase two allows us to be a little bit looser with uh, with being strict in our in our hygiene and stuff. Um, but what does I don't know what does what exactly does it look like to you to start transitioning back into what is normal as in like what life was like before covid even started because for me right now i'm i'm even struggling to to still kind of like go uh, go out to a park without kind of hesitating thinking like oh is this a good idea because i'm gonna be close to people and we're gonna touch stuff without even really thinking about it like i i'm so kind of i'm almost like completely hardwired already and we haven't really been in this phase for too long but i guess it is long enough so, yeah, the transition for me, I know it's, it's already kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's different for me because I've been going to work this whole time. Uh, yeah. And the town I live in is a smaller town that doesn't treat it really the same way. They've been very mm-hmm. loose with the rules, I should say. Uh, so my life hasn't really changed. And I've got so much going around at the house here to worry about. Uh, projects in the house I'm worrying about with my fiancé and then, you know, getting a puppy and all that. So for me, like... I, I haven't noticed the transition. I the only thing is that she works in a restaurant, so for her, the restaurant is now calling her back, and she's taking on some shifts now because of obviously the new changes there, um, which is a little bit tough for us because we were getting the puppy and we were kind of hoping for just a little bit more time where there was going to be some isolation there. Um, yeah, but that's okay, and we'll make that work. But uh, I don't know. It's it hasn't been tough for me only because I almost made that choice way back when i guess mm-hmm. I, I mean we obviously practice safe um safe distancing with uh people at my work and all that but it's just i don't know my lifestyle's minimally affected by this whole thing uh so it's not that big of a deal the only thing i'll say is that we do go for walks in our residential area which is fine but there's one public like cemetery that we normally go through but mm-hmm. we have stopped during this whole COVID thing. And uh, yeah, I could see it being a little weird going back through that uh, even today. Like we haven't done it yet because we can't take the dog out for a walk yet while she's a puppy. Um, mm-hmm. But we, well, she hasn't had her shots, I should say. Um, but when we do and we go through there, it's I'm going to be hesitant. I can, I can see myself being like, well, should we or should we just wait that, that extra month or something, you know, before making that choice? I can see myself saying like that. Uh, I do find myself a little bit too lax though in some things because I wasn't affected as much as other people. I think I should have. I think I should be a little bit more um, worried about it or thinking about it a little bit more than I am. 
Uh, recently, we yeah. went and got the puppy, and we went to a lot of different places. We traveled a whole bunch, and I can tell you, it wasn't really on my mind during most of it. It wasn't really on my mind at all. So, um, I traveled across all of BC pretty much in the last weekend, and yeah, I didn't I didn't <laughs> think much about. We did hand sanitizing and all that, but I was doing it more for the puppy's sake than I was for, mm. you know, any kind of COVID thing. So, yeah. Just a side note: my puppy's name is Kova. And it has nothing to do with COVID, but it just is annoying how they sound fairly similar. So, she's I knew that, and it didn't even that didn't even dawn yeah, on me. My, my mom was bringing it up, and she's like, "Is that because of?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> just happened." Yeah. What a what an interesting reason to <laughs> name your dog something because of a pandemic. Yeah, that, that would people. be kind of weird. Uh, um, yeah. So I well maybe that is even that's like that's part of the answer is um, that. For, for those who are who have already kind of accepted or who have kind of transitioned already or have kind of uh, made a choice in one way where they're not necessarily um, bogged down as much as they need to be with all the regulations and, and stuff that maybe that's what makes it easier. Because, um, well, I mean, it, it's so... What I find interesting is that we have so many... It seems like we have various levels of comfort across the board with uh with how people are willing to be close to one another one another or go out um wear masks like all the kind of stuff so i know that the first weekend actually it was the weekend before bc's uh bc even lifted or loosened some of their um some of their practices that the parks were already getting loaded full of people yeah in bc i think in vancouver specifically and obviously it's happening elsewhere but i can really only speak to bc but um yeah i think like thousands of warnings were given out by officers i don't know if it went really further than that but um i think that obviously caused concern to the uh to the ministry because they they don't want to loosen things and then all of a sudden that's why we have the second breakout i think i think you know they talk about having the second wave and third wave it is bound to happen only because of the the natural uh path or natural trajectory of of these diseases of the of like flu-like symptoms and stuff like that right but um uh, but to have it happen because people are just not being safe is a completely different reason and so yeah i think that's probably why i thought about it because i thought that during this transition period that we would sort of it would it would make more sense to me to see like a slow return but it seemed like people were just so or the people that would go to the parks that filled it were just aching so much just to get out that it you know that it just kind of superseded everything else and right and it's uh yeah it's it's just interesting to to think about how like their comfort level versus other people's comfort level who still like for example in my building i think it was it might have been last week or the week before so it, it was after the restrictions had loosened and um, there was one person in the elevator when the door opened for us to go in um, but then she noticed that we were coming in and she's like oh no 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 no," and like put her hands up um, and it didn't seem like she was sick but it just seemed like her comfort level didn't allow her to be anywhere nearby people right and then at the other end of the spectrum we have parks full of people that are like side by side yeah. so yeah yeah I mean that kind of happened to me I w- it's funny I don't mean to be that person i wouldn't go to the park uh like if i was over in vancouver for example i wouldn't go to stanley park um i wouldn't go to a public area um that being said i was in new west recently and i walked the boardwalk 
but I, I liked it because everyone was you know social distancing within the boardwalk so you can still walk yeah. along the board and i think that's fine um yeah and i liked that it was open it's just that you know everyone it's kind of up to people's discretion just make sure you're you know washing your hands going through it safely in a way where you're keeping your distance um but when i was off in uh i was in armstrong in bc there just a, t- a small little town um and i was there and i was at some friend's house uh i was with some friends at their house and their neighbor had just walked by and he came in and he started talking to all of us and i outstretched my hand and i was like i was like hi oh. nice to meet you I was like, and you know and and he didn't take it he's like uh no he just didn't know what to say he yeah. was like um no <laughs> and then i was like yeah. oh right <laughs> i just felt so dumb in that moment i was like why did i do that <laughs> like but it's just it was first instinct my my mind it's, was instantly yeah. too like i'll meet you i'll just say hi you know and it was just a weird thing and also friends in vancouver i went for a hug as well and didn't think about it there either so just two moments today or two moments over the weekend where i just wasn't thinking about it so um yeah it clearly has not hit me in that sense but i'm obvi- i'm not one of those people that would want to go to the park with the public people or anything like that i'm I'm just not thinking about it in the sense of being... I've, I've, I've never really liked being in crowded areas anyways, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's just another layer that comes into play. But um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, you... I think you make a good point that, like, because... Because, like, we have these natural instincts, like, things that we were so accustomed to doing mm-hmm. that they're still there, and we still have the urges, but it, it's... We're... we're um, like we're physically trying to, or we're we're actively trying to resist yeah. in those things, yeah. and and I think that that's even going to make the transition still a bit weird yeah. because then we're, we're we're making everything or not. I shouldn't keep saying we, but uh, there. Are, I know that I will be thinking back and forth, like both ways. Like when we, as we're getting to the point where we can start shaking hands, I'll still be thinking like, oh, I shouldn't be shaking his hand. Oh wait, I can shake his hand. Right. Or wait, should I? Like, I'll, I'll be questioning kind of, like, back and forth. A funny and dumb example of this is when I was a kid, uh, I would see dandelions just in a field or, like, in a school or something like that, and I'd kick them, and I'd just watch them all yeah. blow away, and it'd be fun. It'd be some stupid yeah. little thing, right? Um, I get a house, and then my fiancé's telling me, don't kick the dandelions because then they're spreading their seed all over our lawn, and I'm like, oh, yeah, whoops. So then I'm, like, carefully <laughs> trying to take dandelions over to, like, our compost or just, like, into our green bin or something and just get, getting rid of the dandelions. Then we're going for a walk, and we're at a school, and I see a dandelion, and my first instinct is to kick it. I get my foot ready, and I'm just about to kick the dandelion, and then my brain's like, wait, no, stop, because you're going to spread the seeds everywhere all over your lawn. And, but, and then you kick your own ankle, and you trip. <laughs> but I get in this weird stage where I'm like, literally, like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> spazzing almost, like, I'm like, compulsing <laughs> right by this dandelion with my foot, and my fiance looks at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm having an internal struggle. Like, it was, <laughs> it was dumb. It sounds like some stupid joke, but it was a real thing that happened to me. My foot, like, hesitated, and I didn't know what to do, because I was like, I wanted to kick this dandelion, but my brain has told me not to do it because of my property anymore. And I feel like that's gonna be us with our handshakes. Um, that's gonna be us with our handshakes and our hugs and all that stuff. We're gonna go for it, and then, like you said, we're gonna hesitate, but, oh, I shouldn't do it. Oh, wait, can I? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. You're not gonna know what to do. You can go back and forth a whole bunch, so. If somebody were to do a time lapse, you know, like, we, we always just see it. it's like, it's streaks because people just kind of just push forward. Yeah. Or like, they go from left to right or right to left. Yeah. But in that time lapse, we probably see, like, a little jitter. Like, we'd see that, we'd see that streak, and then all of a sudden it stops and, like, it vibrates for a little bit and then goes forward. And we're just going to see that all over the place. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see when we actually get to that point. I mean, if we get to that point, I don't really know if we will. Um, I know that I, I've also been guilty of... Uh, Oh no, I haven't. Well, not, not that I'm, I've been guilty, but it was for work where I had to meet somebody new, and um, I, 
like usually we're walking up to each other and in my head i'm thinking like okay i'm about to greet this person mm. what comes with the greeting well i say my name i shake his hand or hit his or her hand like i yeah extend my hand yep. um i i was i was very cognizant of not doing it this time but the person that was approaching me i noticed kept like inching more forward and he was kind of turning his body as if like he was about to outstretch oh. like that limb yeah. and so i had to kind of keep like like leaning back in a way and it just felt really awkward but yeah. i think i i think he he got it at the end like he looked kind of like wait what let's go yeah oh, okay i think yeah yeah right and it's just it's funny to see like the the wheels turning yeah. throughout all this it's just it's interesting but it's also weird well my fiance's dad and i always have like uh almost every time we're near each other we, we have a beer so we're gonna have a beer and we like clink glasses and cheers but since this whole thing we, we haven't really known what to do so we started doing this thing where we just flick the beer so we just look at each other and just flick the beer so it's just like a cheers noise and stuff but it's yeah. almost become like a new thing i'm feeling like maybe this will be like the thing after after corona it's just like <laughs> even when it's all safe and good and dumb we'll just still flick a beer it's like our our cheers thing yeah. right like maybe it changes the culture after that yeah probably actually you know that's a good point because people i keep saying i keep generalizing people but i i don't mean to just to happen um, that, Sometimes it's easier to tell a story when you when you generalize people. It doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. It just is an easier way to tell a story. <laughs> okay, very true. <laughs> so um, I'm sure there are examples of where, uh, for whatever reason, like the environment has changed, and because of that, there are new kind of like social norms that come out of mm. it, right? So there will probably be social norms that come out of COVID nineteen yeah. that will carry forward, and yeah, it'll just be. Um, I wouldn't say it'll be like a trend, but it'll just be like, it'll just be a thing. Yeah. It'll be established because that's how it was, yeah. and and maybe there's nothing wrong with the character. Like when it. we meet each other now, we we shake feet. Then there you go. We'll just shake feet. Yeah, That'll be the we new do way. The kid in play. We do the hip hop dance move. Yep. The kid in play. <laughs> there you go. And in the future, they'll be like, did you know that the reason that when we greet each other, we do the kid in play is because of coronavirus back in 2019. <laughs> like wow yeah, exactly. oh wow <laughs> crazy facts from oh, history man that's gonna i never thought about that like way in the future yeah. when they talk about this moment yeah. in life or in time yeah. oh interesting what an interesting thought <laughs> anyway I'm full yeah, of them. Just, you are uh yeah i didn't really have much to say about this i'm just kind of curious like what yeah what transition looks like to you and I don't um, know. I'm not even sure exactly what it looks like to me. I don't know if I'm deflecting by, like, trying not to think about it or something, or if I honestly have just not thought about it. But it's it's been a busy time for me, so it's just... Yeah. Everyone's... I'm not, I'm not going to say everyone's complaining about coronavirus, but there's just a lot of people... Uh, it's, it's on their mind constantly, right? They don't really have much yeah. else to talk about because it's really hard to distract yourself from it, and I totally understand yeah. that. But for me... Like, I just can't. I can't afford to be thinking about it because I've got so many other things I have to worry about right now. So, or not necessarily yeah. worry about, but focus on. So, and, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's fine. I think that's that's just fact, right? Mm. Like, the, in, in the same way that transition will be different for everybody, it's the same that COVID affects everybody differently. Yeah. Some people get affected much more than others, and, and that's just how it is. Like, there's no right or wrong about right. it, really. Um, wrong. I, I mean, other, other than doing what you can to, pe to, keep, to keep people safe, right? yeah, and abiding by the law and stuff. But but otherwise, the way that you you might feel is different from how you're going to react. Interestingly so. enough, when I picked up the puppy from the farm, it was from a, a breeder on a farm. Um, we drove the car in. 
but the farm's gates were closed, so we couldn't drive the car into the farm. So we uh, parked the car, got out, and right at the farmer's fence, like traditional farmer's fence, uh, she had her desk and table and all that set up and like two lawn chairs out there, and she was sitting there and had all the papers. So we just kind of would like talk to her through the fence. And then when she gave us mm. the puppy, she actually just like, uh, you know, like reached over the fence with the puppy and gave her to us. So it was like, oh, interesting. This is a, an interesting way to do it. So we're not like really, you know, there was no social interaction other than her handing the puppy to us. So um, yeah. it was just a interesting thing, I guess. I don't know how else this would have been. We probably normally would have gone on that farm, probably gone for through a tour of the farm, like she had mentioned, and uh, mm-hmm. seen some of the animals, the goats and the horses and all that, and like had much more of a conversation. But because of this whole thing, it was kind of like get in and get out, which I got to admit, after like the eight hour drive, I was really, really happy to just get in and get out. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet. And see life other than the two of you in your car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's my topic. Mm. Thanks for humoring me. Okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, well, let's move into something I like to call topic number two. <laughs> I was going to do the. topic number (laughs) so for my topic i'm i'm totally switching gears here uh there is so all over the weekend when i stayed at some friends houses some friends house some friends of mine's house i mean how do i say that (laughs) the houses of my friends there you go the houses of my (laughs) friends um i was at their house and um my fiance and i were there with the puppy and they wanted to show us the tabletop game Catan which I'd never played before. Mm. And obviously it's a oh. it's a very popular game and people played a lot. And I've heard a lot about it, but I've never got to actually sit and play a full game. So we played okay. one and it was awesome. Um, yeah. But that's actually not my topic. Um, we had a lot of fun okay. with it, but we're all, <laughs> obviously because of this whole COVID thing, nobody's really hanging out at friends' houses and playing board games or tabletop games all that much because it's kind of what you're not supposed to be doing right now. So yeah. uh, there is an interesting game I used to play on Steam uh, back in the day. Uh, and by back in the day, I mean probably four years ago or so. I was really into it. Okay. And this game, Catan, like I, I, it kind of just clicked for me at this moment. I was like, oh, in case anybody doesn't know they can do this, they should totally know about this. But there's a game, and I mentioned it before, but it's called Tabletop Simulator. So mm. Tabletop Simulator is just like you, just like it sounds. It's a, it's a simulator game for tabletop games. So you go in and it's a fully 3D environment of a game, but it's kind of like... It kind of gives you a bunch of, like, tools, almost, for, like, being able to pick up objects, drag objects, flip objects, rotate objects, inspect them, all those kinds of things. And then it leaves everything up to the modders. So the modding communities in the PC gaming world have made all these different board games that you can play. Uh, and there's things from, like, chess and, like, reverse and all that stuff that's free you can play. Or other people mod... Oh. Oh, other people mod, like, actual tabletop games. So Settlers of Catan is in there. Uh, like the Munchkin oh, cool. series is all in there. I see uh, Secret Hitler is in there, and uh, what's that one? Ticket to Ride. I've seen all of them just recreated mm. in this tabletop simulator, and people play them there, and it's amazing. Like I never knew how to play Munchkin until I played it once in Tabletop Simulator, and I met like eight other people online, and would just talk and hang out with them, and they would teach me this game, and I was like, cool. what a great experience. And that was like four years ago, yeah. but what a great experience for right now. With this whole thing going on and people not being able to socialize, this game is only socialize. It's really all you can do if you're playing. There's really no other way to figure out this game than to socialize with others and figure it out. And I was just uh, checking out just before this podcast, and I just wanted to see if there was something interesting on there. And I saw Risk, and I joined a game, but I was spectating. I was watching other guys play Risk. And there's something so much better than just if it was an online Risk game. 
people will be clicking on like countries and there'll be interactions to play and all that. And this is literally like people picking up the pieces, you know? You pick up the virtual piece and you're moving it over to the virtual square and like mm. picking up the other virtual piece and then you get a card. You're flipping over the card or you're handing cards to other players. And uh, another interesting thing is you get props in the game that you can unlock as you play the game. And like one will be like a can of Coke or like a, a Duff beer was one of them that I had. Or uh, nice. I had a Dragon Ball. And I had a Death Note. <laughs> and all these fun things. So when you're playing, you can have them next to your character and just kind of virtualize it a little bit as if you're sitting there and it's like a little piece of you that goes with you to every table you go to. Um, cool. It's a, it's a game that's built so, for VR as well. So it's very interesting to totally like simulate ooh. into that experience. So. Yeah. Oh, that must be really cool integration. Yeah. Um, so I was just... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just looking through your tabletop simulator on, on Steam Online. Yeah. And uh, in one of the, I'm not sure what game it is, but in the second thumbnail, the video, yeah. um, if you scrub through to about like a th- between a quarter and a third of the way, it shows, it looks like it's a character that you can use or something like that. Or I'm just pulling up the Kind of, kind of like now. a tabletop piece. And it's it's uh, Abomination. Wait, is it really? And it looks like it's VR. Are you looking at the one that has got the tree, it's got all the characters on it? Uh, well, the so the second thumbnail is the one I'm, I, I clicked on. Uh, for um, me, the second thumbnail is a chessboard. And it starts with... Oh, chessboard. Maybe I'm looking at uh, the right thing. Let's see. Uh, the first thing I see after the tabletop simulator splash is uh, there... Oh, it actually looks like VR. This is the VR integration. Because it looks like there's a, a white VR headset on the left and a green he- VR headset on the right. That's actually the thumbnail. Oh, okay. You must be looking at maybe a VR version. I, I thought the regular version was VR, but maybe there's a VR version or something. This one just says VR supported, but I just I just searched by... Oh, I searched Tabletop Simulator. So this is in... Yeah, it's on Steam Online here. I'm just gonna oh, weird. You. Okay, yep. I'm just... Yeah, I'm also in the online store, but I, I'm seeing a different... Like, I'm seeing the trailers at the beginning. There's four trailers. And then I'm seeing the Domino's yeah, photo next. See if this is the same thing. Yeah, okay. Four trailers. And then the first photo is the Domino's one. And then, so skip to about 44 seconds. Oh, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, in the trailer, 44 seconds. Okay, yeah, it's showing a VR thing. This is Abomination? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's it's weird. It's so timely. Yeah. That's all. Wow, that's very interesting. <laughs> all that for that. Crazy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's the, um, for anybody who doesn't know, that's the Incredible Hulk villain, and we just went through that uh, podcast. So, um, Yeah, it's an interesting game, though. It's honestly one of those games where it's more of a modded utility tool, kind of like Gary's Mod or something, and you kind of leave it up to the community to make the game good or let it fail. And the community has gone crazy with it and made some amazing games. So... Um, nice. Again, you could just go and play chess online with somebody if that's all you're interested in, or somebody could make their own tabletop game and show you it and play it all in the game. They could say like, "Let's take the packs of Uno and let's take um, Cards Against Humanity and let's take like a Solitaire pack and just throw them all together." And now I've got a game for you. And you're like, "Oh, okay," and you can try it, and they'll just play it online with with a bunch of people. So, I, I think that's like that's so awesome that you can just get on the game and then connect with people online. Yeah, I, I think um, it's something that I find. I don't know maybe is it is it underrated very um, like just just the concept of yeah going online and connecting with strangers i mean obviously there are dangers in connecting with them with people with strangers in specific ways but in this way i mean it's i'd say it's fairly controlled right like you're you're using a 
uh, a pre-existing platform um, in order to to actually uh, like get online and connect with people and play with them. And uh, I think what's really cool that I remember Hello? when I first started playing Diablo One was that oh you you are frozen, you are completely frozen. Uh oh, is it me? Is it you? Oh, you see my message. You see it. Hello. Uh, what's happening? Speed test. Oh. That was well, weird. That was weird. Like, has my screen been glitchy for you at all? No. That was Has really. It was the moment you? I pressed a Steam video. It was like literally on click. My whole internet went down. Everything went down. Oh, on my I side. see. So it's definitely oh, me. Okay. Like my messenger, everything went down. But like I could check my internet. I was totally connected. I don't know what that was. It can't be the microwave. I'm okay. wired in here. So it's yeah, exactly. It can't be that. Yeah. Usually when it's the microwave, you you start like slowly get like you gradually get chopped. Yeah. But this was just like instant cut, so I figured it wasn't that. That was so weird. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever. We made it almost through the whole podcast. That two podcasts without any issues, yeah. so it's still better than the other one. But man, I don't know what happened. That's fine. I could probably uh, continue and actually, um, like, if if you cut it, like, it would be pretty seamless. Okay. I think. Yeah. Carry on. Um, yeah. So I, I remember like b- before when I first started playing Diablo One, like on PC, that. Um, that's one of the things that I would do. I would I would go into a lobby and queue up with people like complete strangers. Um, I, I specifically remember this one. I might have even talked about it, but I was a low level character, and everybody else in it was much higher than me. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to do like a full a full complete run of the game from beginning to end. And so I remember that um, me being like a low level character that they would they would be helping me with stuff. For sure. And, like they they didn't think of me as like a mooch or anything no, like that no. right they didn't think of me as as the handicap like we were all invested in this thing together um whether or not they're teaching me stuff or helping me or, or or whatever it is it was like a very it was a very social thing a uh, social interaction and it was just and it was on all online and it was just super fun and it it's just stuck with me ever since then i was like i think i was in elementary school diablo came out in 1995 or something i think i might have been in grade six or seven but but that moment, that experience, and that was just like a couple hours. I remember I had to leave halfway because it was dinner time. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the others, like the others that we were playing with, they were like adults, so they didn't have to worry. Yeah. They could just keep playing. Um and uh, and yeah, like it was just it was so memorable. I, I loved the idea of just getting online and connecting with people that um, I didn't have to worry about anything, any other, anything outside of the interaction, um, than what I was getting with them in the game. It was just, yeah. Yeah. No, I and I, I agree fun. too. I had similar experiences on PC, the early early PC gaming, where, yeah, you would play online with just random strangers and you had a lot of fun. Of course, there's dangers with it too, but it, it, it is a very, very fun experience when done right. And uh, this mm-hmm. is a game that is built on purely just that online. Well, sorry, you can play single player in this game, but I honestly don't think many people do. <laughs> but yeah, this yeah. is a game that's purely built on that, that social interaction experience. And I just, I really recommend it for people during this whole thing because it's fun to play tabletop games and you don't need to stop because you can just get this and i did notice on steam that you if one person owns it they can do a pass or like a host kind of version and somebody else can play if they don't own the game 
so you can have them come to your table mm. and play uh, just for that one game, you know? Okay, and, uh, cool. Yeah, based on the based on experience, I played three different games of Munchkin, had three different uh, table leaders um, teach me the game. And so that was at a time when I had no idea. And I also don't like talking on mic in video games all that much. This was a game mm. where I felt totally comfortable talking on mic. It's very um, easy to pick up and play and and they get to know people and ask questions like i don't know how to play this is that okay and they then because it's it's um it's led by other humans like no there's really no part of it that is the game itself the game has the same controls as using an operating system like windows or mac right so it's it's really just led by other humans teaching you how to play so yeah yeah you can also do if you don't want to do microphone you could do keyboard it just does take a little bit longer but i did play Mm -hmm something i can't remember what game it was but i played something and they taught me how to play with just the keyboard oh oh nice and there's also like cards against humanity and all that stuff too so people have tables of like 25 people all playing like cards against humanity so that's oh. really fun cool yeah. this is all that like cards against humanity is in tabletop yep. and all the well. expansions are in it too uh, wow yeah all of it do you know if they have uh do they have code names what do you mean oh uh is that a tabletop game it's a yeah, like card-based game. I'm sure they do. If you type in code names right. in Tabletop Simulator, like I'm doing right now, um, yep, they do. Oh, cool. Oh, man. yeah. And the thing is, there'll be different versions too, because people mod this stuff, right? So somebody will have one version, some will have another version. Some will look really official. Some will look kind of like someone just made it or something, right? Um, I played Munchkin one time, and like, there's an amazing Munchkin tabletop one that somebody built and there's a really crappy one and you'd always look for like the amazing one it looked like it was right from the game like it was just everything was built like just painstakingly designed to look exactly like the cards and it was amazing so i love it nice and then when those packs happen and they're really good you can download those packs so you can use them later so almost like trading cards you're trying to find the best tables of all this stuff too and then keep them so that you can play them with your friends cool you can even give them away as prizes so i was watching a poker game just before we did this podcast and the guys were giving away like mario figurines and stuff like that if they won the poker hands like if, the, oh, if the, so there's like a store afterwards you can go to and buy these like figurines f- so that you can now go play K- cards against humanity and have like a little mario figurine with you or something so being pc kind of unlocks all that so you could just kind of yeah. have whatever it reminds me actually you know what it reminds me of um what's that book player ready player one the- Oh, it reminds right, me of okay. Ready Player One. It's just a culture of just a bunch of random people doing what they want, and it's fun. <laughs> it's really right. Fun. Oh, actually, that's that's a good way to put it. And uh, c- keep in mind, though, I'm sure the creators don't really want to boast about their game having all these other tabletop games stolen and ripped and played inside of it. But <laughs> from what I can tell, they're also not going to stop anyone from doing it either. So yeah. yeah, maybe maybe the scale is just not not worth it i guess i don't I guess. know there is actually you can buy official games that are done in tabletop simulator as well i noticed there okay. was like day of the Z or something it's like some kind of tabletop game that's also released as a tabletop simulator game so you can oh, buy yeah, dawn of the Z. that's a dawn of the Z. so it looks like it's a physical game as well as a tabletop simulator game so uh, i'm looking at and if dawn you are someone Zed's i have a friend who's making game. a tabletop game if you are if you are someone if you are someone who is making a tabletop game <laughs> Uh, this is a good way to test it out too so it's a really good way to like really try your product in a real world example and maybe get some other people around the world playing it to see if the, uh, it's fun okay oh, actually that's a good idea yeah. yeah and i don't know like maybe the the reach of it like spans a little bit further yeah because um yeah it's, it's online it's it's at people's fingertips literally uh, i'm looking at I'm, I'm looking through some of the things that they have there's one called zombicide 
Actually, you know what? I wonder if this abomination is it's not the Marvel reference, but it looks it like just kinda looked like the Marvel Abomination, but it could yeah. be anything really. I think yeah, it's just in reference to like some mutated thing right. in, in a zombie like it yeah, apocalyptic world with a bunch of zombies. Still it's timely. <laughs> it is. It counts. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like that idea. I like that um uh and it I think stuff like that is kind of bound to happen that things that are we have in like the physical world are going to be available to us in the virtual yeah, world right? yeah so. and i'm also a fan of simulator games so obviously there's a huge bias here on my part but if you can if you can get into the simulator stuff and if you enjoy tabletop in any way and you're really sick of this whole covid thing and not seeing people try this it's fun <laughs> yeah yeah cool. cool i like that well that is all i've got to say i guess that's my topic <laughs> All right, cool. cool. Well, Anthos, I'm going to have to ask you, where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. And if you want to find me, you can find me at MapRush Gaming on Twitter, or you can find me at MapRush Gaming on YouTube, where I put this podcast in video format for your eyeballs. But... The balls, not the squares. Well, if you want to use your ear squares, you can listen (laughs) on any podcast platform of your choice. We're everywhere. So just if you want to use your mouth triangle, we don't have an option not for yet, you. But that's coming in 2025. Mm, we'll try. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, just type in the Scumbar Podcast in any of your podcast platforms and you'll find us on there. Or send us an email at scumbarpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you heard today and you're interested in maybe a Marvel sort of spin on things, check out our Marvel movie marathon uh, side project mm-hmm. that we're working on right now. It's a lot of fun. And we're uh, going into Iron Man 2 next. So see if you like yes. it. Iron Man 2, part of our mm, mm. marathon. <laughs> We're doing all 22 mm, films? 22, is that right? In the series? 22, yeah. So the MCU except... Uh, I would, MCU less far from home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Anthos. Well, I know you've been dying to say this, so let the audience know what you want to say. Fanboys, dandelions, where do you go? All the time, up and down, but never in the snow. That's all. What is that? <laughs> no questions now. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>